0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. I'm Jason Evans, and here with me in his wonderful office is Kyle Lee. Kyle, how's it going, man? Great. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yes, we are recording this. Uh, 5 a.m. At 5 a.m., the sun is not up. Uh, Although I learned uh, the farther west you go, the earlier the sun rises.
1: That's how the flat earth works. That
0: is how the flat earth works. Uh, I was out in Colorado last week and the sun was blazing through my windows at like 5.02 in the morning. Uh, So that's always good. I love to learn about nature and the way the flat earth works.
1: Or is it a flat sun? People don't talk about that very often. You
0: know, that's true. Um, what, what is the theory on that? Is there one? Do you know?
1: Sure, uh, you're hearing it This is late breaking, guys The, the sun may indeed be flat
0: Well, that's uh, That's the theory Conspiracies are great um, You know, the, the flat earth, the flat sun, flat moon um, Can just keep going Because here's the thing, if the moon was flat There's no way we could have landed on it, right?
1: Did we land on it?
0: Well, that's the question I don't know. I don't either. Um, what a great way to start. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we hope you
1: guys. We're have taking had, this podcast uh, uh, in a different direction, guys. Yep, you know,
0: conspiracies uh, in the creative world. Buckle
1: your seatbelts, yes. <laughs> or should you? Or is that just a government ploy too?
0: Oh man! Oh man! Uh, we do want you to be safe when you drive, uh, whatever that means to you. So. Uh, don't uh, whatever you feel man. don't listen to Kyle uh, everything's all the just time. whatever you feel everything is whatever you feel but hey uh, we are glad you've tuned in if you're still listening and <laughs> um, we we hope that uh, you've had a great week and that you've experienced something creative in your life uh, Kyle uh, we always like to sh- start the show off with a segment we call something new and uh, you have something new for us it, it kind of goes along in the vein of what we talked about last episode um, but why don't you tell us about it
1: Yes, and we were just talking about how this app I'm about to talk about, I'm about to talk about, I always say about-a, this app I'm about-a, it's like (laughs) a, I don't know, that's weird. Um, I went to download it because I read about it, and it was already on the iPad. Yeah. So, we were talking about how um, the ghost of Steve Jobs is haunting me and downloaded this app just after I thought about it. (laughs) Just by thinking about it. The apps
0: will now appear on your device. The future
1: is now. Um, anyways, this app is called conductor, um, C O N D U C T R. There's no E R. Um, and it is a controller, a wireless controller for Ableton live or tractor. If you use any of the, uh, tractor products, but I have no clue about any of that. Um, and so essentially you can, uh, connect this app up you you download the um conductor server um onto your computer that's running ableton and then you go in there and you can select that it'll be an output or input and then so you connect that your app to that and uh and then you can control ableton Okay, and, and you so, seem a
0: little unsure. You, you did. You have used this, right? Yeah,
1: I have used. Okay. It. I was thinking about the whole server thing. I got I got distracted whenever I said that. Um, <laughs> you don't. So you don't have to have. You have to have a network connection, and so it doesn't have to necessarily be an internet connection. Okay. And so, um, um, I, me, and you were talking about just recently. We set. Here at, at the church we set up our lights to all be triggered from Ableton cues wirelessly. And so um within that I set up a specific network mm-hmm. um on like a ten year old Apple airport and it works eighty five percent of the time. So
0: the airport or
1: the app? I'm not sure. Oh, the app. The app worked great. Okay. It, like, okay, it had okay. Zero, zero issues with the app. Um, the airport... No, it may have been... We, we ran into one issue, and this is not about the app. Um, all of a sudden, because we did all the troubleshooting, like, listen, like if we're going to use this in a service, like we have to know everything that's going to go wrong and figure it out if it does. And in the middle of one of our services, my Ableton computer just dropped the network, and it never showed back up. Like it can't even choose it from, hmm. from the thing. And so I don't know if that's the airport or cause that's that same network. The way it's all set up was running on or was set up to two different computer, two other computers yesterday okay. and it still worked. And so uh, we were able to switch to a different, we actually ended up just using our office Wi-Fi network yeah. for a second service and, um, it worked fine. But, um, anyways, conductor back to conductor. Uh it, it'll give you, so however you, if you're familiar with Ableton, I won't get all into it, but, um, you set up your scenes and you're able to launch your clips and everything on Ableton, um, conductor will give you a, a view of that. And okay. so, um, that's, it's one of the, one of the many things it can do. It'll give you a view of, like, Hey, this is what your computer screen looks like. You can hit play right here and launch this clip or, um, you know, hit stop and all that. Um, you can also, it, there's also like a drum, a drum pad on there, so you can actually record loops from Conductor into Ableton, um, which is and it's like zero latency, mm-hmm. and so which is crazy to think. So you're sitting there like playing drums on your iPad, and it's recording into your computer just over the network. Wow! And so, um, so yeah, I'm excited uh, excited to to get more into Conductor, but as far as just being a wireless controller for Ableton, it worked great, and so. Like, for me, like, our Ableton computer is set up on stage never moves because it's plugged into, like, audio interface that has, like, a billion plugged into all the different mm-hmm. things on the, along, like, the uh, drop boxes on the stage, and so I, I just never move it because it's a pain, and so I was like, man, how can I work on the lighting computer to get this set up with Ableton that's back in the sound booth without having to run back and forth yeah. each time to cue Ableton to start to see if what I'm doing is working, and so... This was, I mean, a five minute solution.
0: Oh well, yeah, that that's what, so on the lighting thing, that, that seems very convenient to be able to be back in the, uh, in front of house working on your lighting, but then you can start and stop your Ableton, um, like you said, without having to run back and forth. Like to me, that seems like a win all in yeah. of itself. Well,
1: and, and if, um, another scenario, like if you're like, man, I don't, I don't trust wireless, you know? I don't want those wireless waves running through my brain, you know. Since we're along the conspiracy yeah, kick, yeah. Um, no, but you can actually run from your your iPad a lightning cable to your computer, and it will be MIDI. Okay, like it'll okay. connect it, and so it'll be basically like a MIDI controller yeah. then. And so that you would ha- you wouldn't have to worry. So if you <laughs> had a long enough, you know, USB extension, you could have it going from your computer and then your person who's running ableton on sundays could just hit that for play yeah instead of having to set up a separate um midi hardware
0: cool so, well that that sounds pretty cool and uh for people who who do that stuff it seems like it would be a pretty convenient uh little app
1: yeah. for a lot of reasons yeah and if y'all have any more questions just um call jason and, um, and i'll send you to kyle throughout the week um text him uh Whatever, however you need to get a hold of it. <laughs>
0: however, you need to get a hold of me, and I'll help you get a hold of Kyle, because uh, I know nothing about that world except what Kyle teaches me every episode of this podcast. Uh, well, Kyle, uh, I want to talk about, and, and maybe in the in the 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 world of the Creativity Film Festival that's coming up, I want to talk about a website that uh, is about all about stock footage, video footage. And it's called Stock Hub, S T O K H U B, and uh, you know they're they're hundreds if not thousands of stock video sites out there and so you're always trying to find the right one that's got super quality footage but is also at a great price point and so far what i've seen about stock is uh it, it may kind of fit that middle middle ground uh, the the footage that they that they show that's available it's it's super high quality they say they have 5k 4k and hd footage. Uh, available for download and you know it it looks it looks good it looks modern and uh, they just have little clip packs of maybe 10 to 15 clips and what's kind of cool about this site is you can per you can choose to purchase per pack so you could get like a pack of 15 clips that they all kind of go together it may just be uh, it may just be you know there's one that's skateboarding. And so you know, it, it's a whole bunch of clips uh, that that go congruently as far as skateboarding goes. It's the same characters, things like that. Kick flip, kick flips, and you know, slow motion stuff, all that Ollie. kind of cool stuff. Uh, but you could get that pack for like thirty bucks, uh, which you know, in the stock footage world is not is not that that bad of, of pricing. But another thing they do is they have an annual fee where you can get unlimited downloads. Uh, and, uh, it's one license for all the footage. And uh, that, they they list at $300 if you pay annually. And so, once again, in the world of stock footage, especially high-quality stuff, it's not... that That's not terribly, terribly no, yeah. unreasonable. And so, uh you know, once again, talking about the Creation Film Festival, you know, there's nothing in the rules that says you can't use stock footage.
1: Yeah, I'm actually... Just gonna go buy that skateboard yeah, pack
0: and make a skateboard film. Uh, you know, just the one thing we, we need you to do is we need you to prove that you actually purchased the license yeah. uh, to use
1: that footage. But, well, um, I mean, the watermark, I mean, it's not gonna be yeah, a big deal. Yeah, or the,
0: you know, the watermark, I don't think. That's, that's just kind of part of the art. Y- is it? That is I'm, that how I'm you see it? I'm going for, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it'll, I, be slow-mo, again, it'll be a slow mo,
1: it'll be a slow mo Ollie, and then the camera's gonna cut to me saying stunts, like off of the movie Hot Rod. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, but but this site, you know, it's a, it's a place where potentially you can find stock footage if you're in need of it. Uh, like, I, like I said, it, it looks good. It, it's pretty high quality and at a price that uh, is much more affordable than some of the other uh, stock footage places that are out there. So uh, that's StockHub, dot com. You can find a link to that and to Conductor with, uh, that's just conduct dot .net. .net. Um, You can find links to those in the show notes. Uh, Well, Kyle. uh, Just a second. Okay.
1: Speaking of the uh, film festival, I've got a bonus, something new. Okay. um, Didn't think warranted a whole something new segment, but how many times have you been sitting there at a video shoot, photo shoot, maybe even in church and you're like, man, the haze is not enough in here. I wish I could. I wish there was more haze. Yeah, that happens all the time. All the time. I know around here everyone's like, "Man, please more haze." Yeah. And so um, we get tons of complaints about how there's not enough haze. And so I found in this uh, magazine, old school, I know, where you can purchase. Wait,
0: ma- hold on, like an actual physical paper yeah, magazine. It's awesome. Wow.
1: Analog, an analog magazine. Wow. And so where you can purchase a can of haze. Like an, like an aerosol can. Like an aerosol can. Yeah.
0: Like hairspray.
1: Yeah, except haze. And oh. so or maybe it is just hairspray. But <laughs> they call it haze. Let me let me find
0: oh, he has he has walked away from the microphone. Oh. That's the uh, there's the magazine.
1: And so yes, a can of haze. Atmosphere How do you spell aerosol? A-E-R-O-S-O-L.
0: Fog for photographers.
1: Photographers. But yeah, but I think, I think you could keep this like in your um, bag, keep it in your purse. Yeah. And if you're at any any type of event and you're like, man, they could really use more haze. I think it's your duty as a creative to bust that out and help them out with their uh, production.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, You know, that could definitely be a a useful tool um, in in your film. So so check it out. This
1: description in the magazine says it's dead simple to use and can take a scene from solid to wow in just a minute or two. So if you've got solid scenes and you're like, but they're just not wow, I think you might need a couple of cans of atmosphere aerosol.
0: And you can actually buy three cans for $35 and get one free currently on yes. sale so as of the time of this recording if you don't
1: have that much money um may i suggest going down to walmart and buying some aquanet it, it get the same effect yeah might well, not be as friendly to breathe you may not get the wow it might not be the wow but you would definitely get the ah that's sticky ah
0: <laughs> oh well so there there it is we've, we've given you all kinds of tools to help you uh, with your film for the Cre initiative film Festival so make sure and submit your work you've got until July the 13th so make it happen and uh, don't don't forget to submit your work but uh Kyle we we've got a great interview coming up on today's show Elisa Turner but before we we get to that uh, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and, and talk to Elisa What if you had the chance to share your video and design work in a creative, collaborative environment? Now you can at the Create Initiative Film Festival. The Create Initiative Film Festival is an evening designed to inspire and develop local church filmmakers, cinematographers, and designers. By working together, we can all become better at our craft and become better in serving the church creatively. The Film Festival is July 24th, 2018 at Circle Cinema in Tulsa, Oklahoma enjoy popcorn prizes and watching your film on the big screen prizes will be awarded for video and design categories and a complete list of details is online at createinitiative.org it is free to submit your work and to attend but the deadline for submission is july 13th 2018 we'll see you on the big screen Welcome back to the Creating Issue Podcast. Uh, today, we are happy to have a special guest with us, singer-songwriter Alisa Turner. Now, Alisa just released her debut album, Miracle or Not. And uh, let me tell you, I've listened to it a few times, and, and it is a great album, uh, especially for people who are going through the highs and lows of life. And we talk about that, and we talk about kind of where those, those stories came from as she wrote the songs on this album and talked about some of her fears as she was pushing forward in this album and, and things like that. And then we, we kind of talk about her background too and talk about a time when, when she even performed uh, in a room with nobody there. And she talked about how that's a turning point for her career. And so we want you to hear it and, uh, and just enjoy this interview with Elisa Turner.
2: As long- it takes for my heart to find its own as long as it takes to know I'm still not alone
0: You know, I, I kind of want to start at the beginning, and that is what what really inspired you to to pursue uh, the singer songwriter career.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I think back to my to my beginnings, I think back to uh, living in a very musical house, and I think back to my dad, mostly my dad. He was a worship pastor pretty much my whole life, um, and he. I, I feel like I've walked in his footsteps. I mean, he loved Jesus. He loved music and he loved people um and and that was that was so much of who he who he was and who who I just naturally am and um and so it was you know I took piano lessons when I was really young um and I remember we would move a lot uh my dad would start these worship ministries at a church and once they were really up and running it kind of seemed like Lord, to close that door for us and bring us to another church that didn't have a, a worship ministry going. Um, and so, you know, from moving a lot, I would have to start over piano lessons and start with a new teacher. And I felt like I wasn't really moving forward in a certain way. So I remember uh, being around like 11 or 12 years old and I, I started, you know, I had already done my lesson for the day and did homework from it. And I just started um, like just tinkling on the keys and just like, And, you know, creating these little melodies that that I kind of had in my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of a sudden I just had this great joy about it. I just was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. It just like it just brought so much life into me to start creating something. Um, And and I felt like it came from me and something that um, I I heard in my head. And so it was, you know, just all of a sudden bring it to life. I, I was so fascinated by it. Um, I was always fascinated by music growing up. I loved, I mean, you know, Disney movies, I could tell you more about the score, the music, the score of the film than the actual story of, <laughs> of the movies. When I was a child, because I was just mesmerized by the music and how it would pull me in and would take me with it. Um, and so I, I started making up these melodies and thinking, man, I wonder if I can create something that would do that to someone else that would pull them in. Um, and so then I started writing. I, I was like I was infamous in my household for these 90 second songs. I would write 90 <laughs> seconds of a song and try to fit all the lyrics and everything into it. Um, and, and I'll be the first one to say they are terrible. But uh, your beginnings always look a little rough. But yeah. you, you know, you, you stick with it. You put in your hours. Um, and so I I fell in love with being able to tell a story because that was another way I could draw somebody in. Um, And whether it was my story or just creating, creating a story or uh, somebody else's. Um, And then I think as I, as I started growing, uh, you know, a few years into it, uh, I realized just how much of a, you know, music became such a, a relief and a release and it, and it became something that. Um, I could write a song. If I was struggling with something, I could sit down at the piano and I could write a song of encouragement. I'm like, Whoa, I, I can you know, not that you always want to be the only one to encourage yourself. You mm-hmm. want to surround yourself with people that pour into you. But I just, I kept being so amazed by, by the power, you know, the anointing from, from the Lord as well as just the power of a, of a song. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, man, this is, this is just really something I I was so taken by it. So I started making trips to Nashville when I was like 15, 16 and, you know, landed a a pretty cool development deal with a pretty big label. And, um, it kind of came and went quickly though. And I remember at first I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, if they don't want me, then nobody's going to want me. And I knew nothing about the industry at this point. And, you know, to a kid, it's like to have a record deal in your hands and all of a sudden it fell apart. I was like, well, I guess I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I learned throughout the years very quickly that anytime time I anytime I tried to stop doing it, it, it absolutely drove me mad. I'd lose my mind. Um, and so I, I knew I was supposed to keep chasing music in some kind of way. Um, and, and it was so natural just to sit down and, and just tell these stories. Um, I loved the freedom in singer songwriter mode. I love and I still love it. I write for, for my church, for the church worship and all kinds of stuff. Uh, But I still love just the freedom you get and more of that singer songwriter writing mode. Uh, I got to, you know, the way that you can describe certain details of a moment or um, of a person or um, you know, the, the freedom you get as far as like, I have a song called the nine verse song and it's literally nine verses long. There's no chorus, there's no bridge. Yeah. Uh, but I just had so much to say. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to say it and I'm going to keep saying it in these verses until I've run out of things to say. Um, and it ended up, you know, for the time that I, I traveled a long time for singer songwriter stuff and it ended up being my, one of my most requested song, uh, cause it was just so fun. So I, uh, I just kept chasing it. I knew it was what I was supposed to do. I I would share these stories and I could see how it would move people, how it would bring them in. And, um, you know, and, and I tried to always use it for good. I, I wanted, I didn't want to just bring someone into a hard moment of mine or to stir up emotion for the sake of being able to do it. I wanted to be responsible with it. And I wanted to say, okay, this, these are some of the things, at least you know that I've walked through. But this is, but this is how I see it, and this is uh, how I want. I want to encourage somebody. Um, I want to show that um, no matter how dark it gets, there is always a light. Um, and sometimes you just have to remember to find it or to look for it, or be aware of it. Um, so anytime I could put something in a song that would lift somebody's spirits, or change their perspective, or get their eyes back focused on on the Lord, um, and that's like. I said, that is literally the dream job, record label or not. I happen to be on one right now, a phenomenal one, but record label or not, awards or not. I mean, to be able to create something uh, that literally can can make such a dramatic difference in, in someone's life. Some of the stories that have come in from the songs I release. Um, that is that's incredible. And that, you know, all glory to the Lord for he gave me this gift and this passion to begin with. So he gets the
0: praise. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, and, and it definitely comes through in, in the music that, that you've released and, and especially in this new album. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to kind of stay right now in the past for a second. Um, yeah. I, I was reading, uh, some, some, I did some research and reading some stories about, uh, your background. And there's, yeah. there's one thing that popped out that talked about a, <laughs> an experience you had, uh, singing to basically an empty coffee shop. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> And, um, uh, what stuck out to me because it, it, you know, in this, this article I read I talked about how that was a turning point for you. And I, I want yep. you to talk about that turning point, but, yep. but before you get there, the reason it really stuck out to me is, yeah. um, I, I, I always just feel like that the way that media is today and the YouTube and, and social media and all that stuff, we, we kind of have this tendency to just feel like everything should happen overnight. <laughs> and you know like whatever whatever success whatever success it is we feel like we're pursuing or that we need yeah it should just happen. Um, yeah. And so when I read that story, I thought, you know, that's a good example. I mean, I hope it, it, it's a good example of how it's not overnight. And so oh, could you could you oh talk God. about that a little bit?
2: Yes. I, it's you know, you would think it's like an embarrassing memory, but it's it is literally one of my my favorites. Um, so I remember and I, I, I may mess up a detail or two, but I'm pretty sure it was an Ohio date. So at the time I was living in North Carolina and I got you know, I was pushing singer songwriter trying to stay out on. The road as much as possible. These were back in like the MySpace days. Okay, you know, MySpace. <laughs> and uh you know, so like you know, it finally had this like thing where you could put music up, and people would find you through MySpace, and then say, "Hey, we have a venue; would love you to come out and play." And I, I, well, I to this day, I say yes to everything, and even back then, I'll always say yes, even if it, if, you know, even if it puts me in the hole financially, and everybody then has to sit me down and give me a good lecture. Um, so I don't remember all the You know what it took to get me there. But I remember being so excited. It was a venue. They wanted me to come play. I remember it was the the dead of summer because I I I finally showed up to this venue. I mean, it's probably, you know, I I would easily drive anywhere from a two hour drive to a 17 hour drive to get to venues. I mean, I would do anything to get there. Uh, crazy amount of stories I have, but I, I remember showing up to this venue, and there was no there was no parking lot. There was really no parking. It was kind of tucked away, almost in a neighborhood. Um, so I remember having to park many, many streets over and the keyboard that I travel with, it's an 88 uh, Yamaha P250. I mean, it's uh, people joke that I have a, a dead body in the, in, the, yeah. uh, in the body, you know, it, like a body bag. It's just it's just so heavy and nervous. And I'm trying to get this keyboard rolling it through the streets of this neighborhood to get back to the venue. You know, you show up. I finally walk in the door. I'm like drenched in sweat, but I'm like, nope, this is going to be great. I'm determined. This is going to be amazing. Uh, so there's a barista or two there. And I remember walking in and you know, they kind of show me where to get set up and there was a nice, like it was a coffee house, but it was also a legit venue. It was a great space, stage, all this stuff. And, um, and I remember thinking, okay, you know, it's kind of a, uh, low attending crowd today, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, maybe people will come in a little bit, but I I remember seeing this like women's Bible study in the very back of the room and I'm, I'm kind of sound checking and stuff. And as soon as I really start to get into it, I see them all stand up and they walk outside the door, just sit, you know, because they're trying to talk through their book or whatever. And so I thought, okay, you know, and I try not, I try not to let things like that get to me. I'm like, I get it. If I was trying to have conversation and someone was wailing in the background. I'd probably move to, (laughs) uh, so then I'm like, so then the realization hits me. It's, it's time to start. And there's literally nobody, nobody, I mean, just nobody in this big area of where the venue was. And, uh, you know, in the back area was the barista. So I'm like, I got a barista on the side room, but they weren't even technically in the same room as me. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, they can totally be on their phone, my spacing right now. Uh, So I, I just had this moment and I thought, I I, I just remember this, like um, where the road splits, kind of a thought thinking moment of like, okay, I can either completely panic and be embarrassed and be nervous and feel like it's my fault nobody came and why am I doing this what is the point blah blah blah, blah, blah. which oh that sounds so awful um, or I could sit up here much like I do you know night after night after night especially when I was younger in my bedroom sitting on my piano playing and I I mean even when I'm home and I'm by myself I love it. I, I just, I well up with just joy and excitement and emotion and I love it. And I thought, why can't I do that here? And I, and I think more thoughts like that started to pour in. So it was easy for me to start just kind of sidestep into that way of thinking of, you know, uh, this is such a turning point. I remember thinking, I was like, if, if I can play my whole set and it was probably a good hour long set, I can play my whole set and still love it and, and think that, you know, and still, you know, as much as I would love people to be there to connect with them, if I can still find joy in doing this, then I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm really meant to do this. Um, but if I can't, and if it's too much and that's okay, you know, if it's, if this is too much to to handle, then I'm going to probably pack up and this probably just isn't for me. And I, and I just, in that moment, I made the choice to just play my heart out whether it was an empty room or not, to not even notice it, uh, to give it all I had to give these songs, to give the Lord, to give, you know, just experience the joy that I always feel when I sit down and start playing and singing. Um, and so that's what I did. And I played my heart out and I loved it. Um, and just, you know, to this day, one of my one of my favorite memories, because I, I remember just having that friend conversation very quickly with myself of like, if this is too much, then you're probably not going to be, you know, this – then this just may not be for you because ever since then I've had a lot of things like that happen, Uh, a lot of opportunity or almost dreams come true. And then they, they kind of fall apart and unravel. And, um, but I think ever since that one Ohio, uh, very hot muggy summer empty room, (laughs) you know, show date, I think that made such a mark in me. So anytime I've had bumps in the road or maybe I felt like things got, you know, handed to me or taken away or whatever my perspective may have been and maybe not the best at times. I remember that. And I remember thinking, okay, I made the choice. I made the choice to do this, uh, good days and bad days. And so I'm giving it all I got on every day. So.
0: (laughs) Well, that's great. And I just love how you, you kind of made that deal with yourself of if I can do this and still, and still enjoy it and still know it's what I'm supposed to do, then, you know, it can help propel you uh, to continue. Um, so yeah. that's a great. Uh, and I, and I love that. I love that perspective on it. Cause I think, you know, you said at the beginning, a lot of people would be embarrassed by this yeah. situation. Um, but it, you know, I think that's a good, a true sign of somebody who is passionate about the work they do is they can do it when nobody's watching. Um, so so, (laughs) it's awesome. Um, well, it's (laughs) awesome, you know, for you that it's become a turning point for you. And, uh, so let's talk about your, your new album that, that that's out now. And, uh, um, can you just tell us a little bit about where, why did this album come,
2: come forth? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, uh, I was on the road um, all through last fall, uh, so 2017, and we had just released an EP with um, Integrity, and we were having fun with radio tour. And it was probably October, November. We came off the road, and you know, we thought, you know, we're going into the winter season. And and in this town, the winter season, you're either, you know, on a Christmas tour or you're on break. Uh, most artists and writers, a lot of people, kind of take off. From you know maybe even early November, many of them do all the way uh, till sometime in January. Mm-hmm we thought, you know, if I'm going to come off the road right now and I'm, you know, we're still in such a building phase of, of everything we're doing. So, you know, I don't have every minute of everyday book, which is good. Uh, so we thought, you know, this is probably the perfect time to go ahead and take that EP and let's make it into a full length. Um, and so initially that was like, okay, let's do this. That's awesome. But, and that was probably early November and then a, maybe a couple weeks into November, I started to, um, my health started to really unravel quite a bit. Um, and it was, it was kind of, it kind of took us back, uh, or took us by surprise a little bit because I, I'd been real stable. I've been, you know, battling Lyme disease for a long, long, long time. Um, and it, you know, it's a daily thing to keep my body healing and my immune system strong and all the things I have to do. But, um, This was kind of the first time where things felt really unstable, but we thought, let's just go ahead and let's just keep moving forward. And, um, you know, we're going to write for the next six to eight weeks. And typically I would love I, you know, I write all the time. I'm going to write later today. Um, you know, even if I don't have a project for another couple of years, I want to have as many songs to choose from. Um, but this, this process was a little bit more, um, t- you know, just quick on the timeline. So we had like six weeks to write these songs and it was really tough six weeks. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking of the record I really wanted to make, you know, musically and just, um, more on the upbeat side mm-hmm. and just driving. And I wanted it to feel a little bit lighter than what the EP was, um, in certain ways. Uh, but yet, I was sitting in, in what was unraveling to be a, such a very, just heavy, difficult battling time of, of my life right then. Um, it, it got to such extreme, um, you know, I was in pain daily. I was in the studio in the corner crying. I mean, it was, it was really bad. It was really hard on, on everyone around me, but uh, I, gosh, if I could like write a book or, you know, talk an hour on the people I have around me, they, as much as I fight, man, they fight for me. Um, And so we thought we're going to make this record. We're going to do this. And I think it took, it took a little bit, but it, It took a little bit for me to come to this place of peace of saying, okay, where I'm at, this is just this is my story. And and though I wish it were different because I'm so tired of battling this disease and the way I feel like it interrupts my life. But right now, what I do know most, I I know I know suffering. I know it really well. I wish I didn't, but it is what it is. And so naturally, when I'm going to sit down and write a song in pain, a lot of these songs are going to come from um from that place of suffering or from that place of just needing the Lord more than I've ever needed him in my life um you know cries and prayers of of just coming from someone who's who's quite desperate
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and so it was very heavy and, and that was hard for me because it wasn't the record I, I wanted to make but I got to a place where I I realized this is a record I'm supposed to make um and I I'm gonna put out these songs. For anyone else who is going through one of the most difficult times in their life when they need a song at 2 a.m. because they can't sleep and because they're barely holding on, I'm going to have songs ready for them um, to comfort them, to get them through, to, you know, remind them to lift their eyes back up on the Lord, um, to tell them that they're not alone and to tell them again and again and again until they truly believe it. Um, and I, I remember sitting in a label meeting when we were starting to let them listen to songs. And uh, I remember this one uh, one guy from the, the UK office. He was like, you know, he said, you don't need to apologize. Because I felt like I did. I felt like I was bringing all these really heavy, heavy songs to them mm. from a hard place in my life. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, will other people even care or will they will they understand um or will they even be moved by these songs if they don't happen to go through hard times but another thing about that is the fact that you know maybe someone who listens to the record and there's songs of you know it's not all hard and heavy songs uh there's just songs of great triumphant praise and um just uh you know, I mean, the, you know, there's there's a variety, but there is this general theme throughout it of, you know, no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, I I'm gonna still lift my hands and I'm gonna still uh, clean what I know is true and that you you are good. But I thought I just got nervous that it wouldn't resonate with certain people. But you know what? I don't know anyone. Even in my world, maybe they aren't going through the hardest times in their lives, but I guarantee you they know somebody who is. Yeah. And so there are songs for, for that person that isn't going through a hard time. And then there are songs that are, are truly crafted for someone barely holding on, and they can give these songs to them. So I, I – that day on when they said, you know, don't apologize for it. Just embrace it and, and, and own it and, and be proud of what you've done through really difficult days. And so I poured my heart and my journey and all the good, bad, and the ugly. I mean, I kind of laid all out there because when you are going through difficult times, whether if it's illness or loss or, um, even, you know, problems at work or home or family relationships, it, it just is, it just is messy. It's, it's not pretty what it actually does look like. Sometimes we can kind of take it and form it to this kind of like, well, this is, you know, uh, a milder version presentation of what we're going through. But the reality of when you go home and you're going through it kind of behind closed doors, it's, it's a mess. Um, and so I tried to I tried to be really honest about what it was that I was going through and what it looked like and what I'm praying for and what I'm praying for other people for. So these songs really tell that story.
0: Well, that's great. And, and, uh, you know, I've listened to the album, uh, a few times through and, and that huh. honesty, I mean, it definitely comes through and, you know, uh. that, I just love the, the title of the album miracle or not. And, yes. uh, you know, the title track, but, you know, cause I, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes in, in like local church world, we, we yes. kind of get scared sometimes as artists to, yeah. to be that honest. Yeah. Um, in, in your experiences, you know, it, how important is it to be honest as an artist? Like, I mean, yeah, we know sometimes church world, we want to try to clean things up, but yeah. but how important is it as an artist to make sure that I'm, I'm being honest with what I'm producing?
2: Oh man. I think every time I take that extra step to be fully, you know, transparent, honest, you know, people say, wow, how authentic, you know, all these words, but every time I've ever taken that, that full step to, to deliver that, Uh, the, the impact you see is just, it's wild. Um, it's not just like, wow, you really, you know, you really moved us or you really touched our hearts. No, it's like people typically, I mean, even this past Sunday, uh, so I, I led worship at a church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and then they allowed me basically to do the whole service. So I shared my whole story and then sang a number of of the songs, that more, more so tell my story and the journey I've been on. And, and I was very, Hey, this is, this is truly what it is. And what I've walked through and these are the, again, the good, bad, and the ugly, all the details. And it was just the, just the, you know, the way people, I mean, we could not get out of there. I mean, they had to eventually pull us out because we would have stood there all day, uh, which I, I gladly would have had. I, had I not also been sick that day, but, (laughs) Uh, you could just see just the the breakthrough in people's eyes and just the amount of tears they had cried to the service. And, and the impact was just huge. Yeah. Uh, And, and I, and you're right. I think sometimes we feel like we have to kind of put it in a certain light and deliver it in a certain way to not scare people off. But the reality is all of us go through that in those ways, in those really hard ways in those messy ways. Um, And it's, you know, to really to really even use language that most everybody would use in those times of their lives. It's like, if there's just a reassuring, you hear this phrase all the time, you're not alone. You're not alone. But I think we, I think sometimes we hear it so much that it kind of like goes in one ear out the other. So I'm like, man, I'm going to drive this home. I'm going to drive this until you get back in that moment. I don't want you to, but it probably will happen. And I want you to actually know and feel that you are not alone in this moment. Um, and there's much more to be said about that, you know, making sure that, you know, you let the Lord walk with you as he just so, so very much wants to and, mm-hmm. and stay surrounded by community and all these kinds of things. But either way, even if you're alone and in your car and sobbing, which I've had so many days like that, um, I, I want to make sure they know that that many people are walking that kind of journey and, and there is, you know, and many people have walked through it and passed it and there's so much hope to be had. So don't lose hope. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose. I, I said in this old saying, I heard it when I was younger, but don't doubt in the dark what, what the Lord showed you in the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when, when things get really tough is when our, our faith gets really challenged and we start to say, OK. What what actually do I believe? Like, do I I remember, you know, my my father passed when I was 20. And I remember when he did, I had this all of a sudden this realization of, okay, what is my faith? Because at this point, I think I had been I'd had my parents faith. So it was just this moment of, okay, my whole world just got pulled apart. What really do I believe? Um, so I like to have those conversations with people because I think there's a lot of moments where they're going to need to have had that so they know how to hold on and they know why.
0: What do you hope that people will receive from from this album?
2: I think what I hope people re- receive is... Um, I think at least one of the things that pops in my mind is just that that I've I've been able to give them songs for, for so many of their moments, um, whether if it's just, you know... alone in your car and you just want to praise and you want to have that song that helps lead you into that moment of worship with the Lord. Um, you know, I, we've given them songs like as it is in heaven and lift my eyes and only my Jesus. And then there are songs when you are, um, really on some of your darkest days where you need someone to remind you why it's, why you still need to keep moving forward. You still need to be holding on, um, you know, miracles and then miracle or not, um, safe, safe is probably the song that is like, I would say it's like my baby song of the record. It's the one I most cherish. Um, it's, it's the one that I, I hope, you know, at at least so far have heard just the biggest impact from of people just needing to be reminded that that they're safe, that they the Lord has not forgotten them, that he sees you and he doesn't just sit up in the heavens and watch life take place. He wants to be down there with you in it. And so I, I want those songs to just constantly remind you that he is he's not just this Great big old God who, you know, I mean, he is, but he is also this incredibly loving, intimate father who just wants to walk your every step with you. Um, and if these songs can just keep reminding you of that and keep encouraging you, um, keep pulling you through and let these songs be someone something that you can give you know, to others who need um You know encouragement in their life and uh so yeah i i i pray these songs are just a a blessing in whatever way other people need in their life i pray that these songs need that anyone who's listening to this who maybe hasn't stepped out into those creative outlets like just to go ahead and do so uh, you know you don't have to be this you know remember i started out with 90 second songs uh you know for years and years and years you don't have to be this you know incredibly established songwriter or vocalist or you know whatever part of creative ministry you would step into i mean there's so many uh from media to dance to drama to you You know, um, I just want to encourage people just to step out and do it. And because the Lord is going to use whatever you bring, Uh, He has gifted you. And so make sure you bring it.
0: We want to thank Elisa for stopping by the podcast. Uh, it was so, so much fun talking to her and we're hoping to get a part two uh, sometime later where maybe we dive into the process of songwriting and 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 worship leading and things like that. So uh, stay tuned. Hopefully we can make that happen and uh, go and, and buy or, or stream her album, Miracle or Not and uh, check it out. It's a great album. She, she collaborates with a lot of great artists and producers for this album so go to your, your regular listening location and Check out the album Miracle or Not by Elisa Turner. Well, Kyle, it's just about time to wrap up today's episode. But before we go, we, we haven't done this in a while, and so I wanted to do a three-minute review of something that, that I watched uh, while I was on the road last week. And uh, this, you kind of jogged my mind as we began You watched this. it while you were driving? Well, no, I, I listened to it And you it get while mad at me driving.
1: for not wanting to wear a seatbelt. I,
0: I listened to it while I was driving, and then I re-watched a lot of it. Um, once I was not driving.
1: You listened to it first and then you watched it on mute afterwards and you just pieced two and two together.
0: In my brain, I synced the audio and video. I think Um, that's the way to do it. (laughs) it, I think it is the way to do it. But you know, since this is officially now a conspiracy episode, uh, I wanted to talk about the new Netflix documentary, Bobby Kennedy for President. Um, That is what I watched. It's a four-part documentary. And uh, let me tell you, Kyle, if you like history at all and, and um if you like the the conspiracy world at all, these two areas kind of combine in this documentary. And uh the first three episodes are are really build up to how how Bobby Kennedy um is is right there at the cusp of being selected as the Democratic nominee in the 68 election uh up till the point where he's assassinated at the ambassador hotel in Los Angeles. Well, and then the last episode talks about the trial of Sirhan Sirhan, and then kind of the next 50 years of, you know, was the trial handled correctly? Did the police do everything correctly? And, and how there are people that are still today who were involved in that, this, they were, they were there the night that Bobby Kennedy was assassinated and they're still trying to actually, what they would say, seek justice because, um, they're not sure that, uh, the, the case was handled correctly. You know. Mm. So 50 years later, there are people who are still trying to make this case, uh, open it back up and everything. So uh, it was a super interesting documentary. It talks a lot about the 60s. It talks, you, you, you see Bobby's relationship to, to John Kennedy uh, whenever uh, John was president and even before then and uh it, it talks a lot about Bobby's humanitarian efforts um and 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 even how his wife continues those efforts today so uh just it's it's really good history they use uh real video footage they interview people who were there and uh so if that's up your alley uh, I highly recommend it go to Netflix and watch Bobby Kennedy for President
1: yes Dun, dun Netflix Dun
0: Dun On Netflix uh, Well Kyle It is about time To get out of here We do want to remind everyone Submit your work For the Korean Nation Film Festival And make plans to attend On July 24th It'll be a great night Popcorn
1: Sweet skateboard video
0: Drinks uh, Kyle now will, will produce A skateboarding video And he's still producing His, his short uh, Walking on the Shape of Water
1: Oh yeah, um, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, so don't don't Maybe forget. Better so, start production <laughs> so soon. Kyle,
0: Kyle will be submitting two two pieces uh, to the film festival. So, am oh, uh, I just
1: merge it into one of uh, skateboarding A weird lake monster, just skateboarding
0: on the shape of water. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I think you could really merge those two. So, uh, but but make sure and submit your work. It's totally free to submit, and it's free to attend. It is one of the most fun events we have throughout the year so uh we hope to see you there. Well Kyle, do you have any closing thoughts before
1: we head out? I don't know, since uh we've just busted open so much uh conspiracy knowledge. That's true. Just stay woke everyone.
0: That's right. Stay
1: woke. Nothing is real.
0: <laughs> but yet everything is real.
1: Mm -hmm. Or is it?
0: Or is it? Uh, Well, for Kyle Lee, I am Jason Evans. We hope that you have a great conspiracy-free weekend and week, and uh, we'll be back with a new episode before you know it.
1: Or will we?